Hey everyone, Mark Olson here. I want to encourage you to arm and reinforce your mind against an upcoming battle that involves you. It's a campaign to conquer your thoughts, emotions, and ultimately your allegiances. As soon as the Israeli ground offensive begins, and maybe before, you're going to witness an avalanche of heartbreaking images, videos, and reports that show the genuine humanitarian crisis among the Arab civilians in Gaza. You're going to see the bloody outcome of Israeli bullets and bombs and blockades. It's going to be relentless, and it's going to be gut-wrenching. And if you have a heart, you'll be tempted to start doubting whether Israel isn't, in fact, despite what you might have previously believed, actually the bad guy. You'll be tempted to forget the evil that Hamas unleashed on Gaza's neighbors. So, let's remember a couple of things. First of all, the anti-Israel bias among most of the mainstream media is constant and relentless. They're going to act like October 7th never happened. They are going to completely forget the inhuman butchery of innocent civilians that started all this. They want you to forget things that the human mind doesn't even want to contemplate, like terrorists butchering a family in their home, live-streaming the murders, and then posting the video to the victim's Facebook page so their families might witness the horror. Second thing to remember about the truth of civilian suffering, collateral damage. Half a million German civilians died in the Allied invasion of the Third Reich. That's 500,000 innocent civilians who perished. But no one accused Eisenhower of war crimes. Also as a result of the war, 12 million Germans became refugees. Did that make the Allied effort a war crime? Should our leaders have been tried at Nuremberg instead? Of course not. And even though these people suffered, and even though some of the refugees voted for and or supported the Nazis, many of them didn't. A lot of them were influenced by Nazi propaganda, but overall, they were just trying to live their lives and figure out the world as they'd had it explained to them. History treats these people with sympathy, but does not treat their suffering as proof that their nation's cause was just. The problem was... These people had been fed not only lies, but something very specific and cunning called the big lie technique. The big lie technique is a method the Nazis mastered and today's Jew haters have picked up as well. It's the concept that your average human mind isn't wired to even contemplate truly monstrous evil or dishonesty. We don't, for instance, think in terms of conspiracies in fact, we've been conditioned to laugh at conspiracy theories, which gives actual conspiracies a shield of protection. And we know about ordinary lies to cover up ordinary sins. But we tend to disbelieve in the existence of huge manufactured lies of international scale and historic consequence. And that means that the bigger the lie, the less an ordinary, well-meaning public is likely to believe that it exists. The greater the horror, the more likely we are to push it out of our minds. The pro-Hamas, Hamas-sympathetic Hamas narrative 
is just that sort of lie. And your natural reasonableness and belief in innate human goodness is going to be used against you, against the truth. And it's true with Arabs in Gaza. Unfortunately, they and their families and their children are going to suffer and many are going to die as a direct result of what their enemies have been forced to do by the evils of their own leaders. Is it their fault? In many cases, no. And it's not their fault that they've been given no other explanation for their misery than the so-called evils of Judaism and Zionism. But unfortunately, they're going to suffer for it. And we can't forget that the people of Gaza did elect Hamas to be their government, and that there are videos after videos of them by the tens of thousands celebrating the slaughter of innocent Israeli civilians. Does that make them deserving of death? Of course not. But unfortunately, when your nation is ruled by thugs, you are living in a danger zone. And a country fighting for its survival cannot stop defending its survival just because of this tragic fact. It's a major horrific part of the cruelty of war. In warfare, especially urban warfare, civilians die. You cannot judge an army by the mere fact that civilians die. You have to judge them by the efforts that they make to reduce collateral damage. And the IDF the Israeli Defense Force, actually does as much to safeguard human life as any army in the world, even at the risk of compromising operational integrity. I know this might fly in the face of their international reputation, but it is an absolute fact, and I'm going to prove it to you. First, the IDF actually makes phone calls to civilians living in an area that's targeted for airstrikes. Secondly, they actually drop leaflets, as they did in Gaza, warning people not to be in the vicinity of Hamas operatives. Third, during its last war, the IDF actually diverted missiles in mid-flight and aborted military objectives because of the detection of civilians at the target site. Fourth, the IDF drops loud and non-lethal explosives in a practice known as roof-knocking to warn civilians to leave an area before they use live ammunition. And fifth, they use as many precision-guided munitions as possible to single out terrorists and neutralize them in ways that don't endanger civilians. In fact, as I say these words to you on Sunday the 22nd, they just a few hours ago inaugurated the first use of something called the Iron Sight, which is a GPS and laser-guided mortar round that does exactly that. Now compare all of that to Hamas and their jihadist colleagues who do the exact opposite, who routinely hide their weapons, their launch sites, their ammo dumps, their command and control centers in the most vulnerable and densely populated places like schools, nurseries, hospitals, and churches. And then if there is an attack on those sites and innocents die, they express grief and moral outrage. Now, that being said, Israel is going to have to take care of business in ways that today's world, especially one that is so biased against them, is not going to approve of. And some of them might actually violate an international law or two. 
Israel does not have a choice. It must annihilate Hamas, which has vowed not only to annihilate its nation, but its people, and has proven it decade after decade. The motto after the Holocaust was never again. Let's not forget that there was no foreign army to come to the aid of the Jewish civilians while six million of them were being murdered. No one came to the aid of the tiny Jewish state when five nations attacked all at the same time to exterminate it in 1948. And they will not, should not, ask anyone's permission to do what they have to do to survive the slaughter of 2023. Now, am I giving Israel and its army my personal carte blanche? No. The human beings who populate Israel are sinful, finite, and fallible human beings just like me and you. It's the God who chose them that I worship, and it's their cause that I believe is just. So I urge you to steal your mind because it's definitely a target in the days ahead. Filter everything you see from mainstream media through a constant recognition of their anti-Israel bias. And let your heart break for the suffering of Palestinian Arabs. Weep sincerely for the families and the children. Pray for God to have mercy on them. Give to humanitarian aid for them if you're led. But also recognize that they are fellow victims of an evil that Israel cannot live with a moment longer. Recognize when your compassion and tenderness of heart are being used to divert you, distract you, and turn you against the only side in this war that's truly fighting for its survival. Arm your mind with the truth and your soul with prayer. Shalom. Rest in the peace of God and the assurance of his power.